Welcome to another edition of uh, WC Conversations. I'm Jamie Cramble, Investment Attraction Specialist with Wheatland County. And I have today my colleague in the royal purple shirt, Patrick Earle, who is the Economic Development Officer with the county. And we have a special guest on with us today, Marcus Lehman, who is the President of Navigato Capital. I've worked with Marcus at the province of Alberta as well. Uh, he's also a new board member for Wheatland County Economic Development Board. So we're quite happy and excited to have Marcus here. Uh, Marcus, do you want to kind of give us an introduction to yourself and your background? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to thank uh, both you, Jamie, and, and and Patrick for this opportunity to sit sit virtually in front of you and uh, and uh, expose expose all the all the all the dirty dirty stuff in the in the in the closet. <laughs> but um, no, uh, it's a, it's a great privilege to be here. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, Jamie, is um, as we as we progress in the conversation, uh, one of the you you mentioned that we worked together, that we engaged in in some stuff, and and because of the engagements that uh, were provided by uh, uh, Alberta government and and the Stampede Investment Forum, that has provided for a basis for uh, business development and investment attraction. So it's been it's been very successful, uh, most definitely. We can go into more details of that but um yeah just a quick uh 20, foot overview of, of myself and and sort of my uh background um born and raised in calgary but at age five we moved out to weedland county just uh, just outside of cheetle uh onto a, a mixed uh, mixed production agricultural um uh, uh farm and um that definitely opened up my eyes to all the potentials in the world, not only because of the landscape and the horizons around us, because uh, Wheatland County is a, is a blessed uh, geographical location to have such a vision and such an ample uh, perspective on, on, on the world, but also the agricultural production and, and see how, how that uh, evolved. We had uh, cattle production, we had a feedlot, a smaller feedlot, Worked in partnership with uh, some 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 great great people, and then uh, grain production. Um, as that evolved, my father sort of had a had a vision to expand, and and uh, land prices were getting very expensive at relative at that time. Relative, of course, right in uh, in the seventies, and uh, we went and and expanded our um, operations up to the peace country. Uh, so I got a good uh, overview of agricultural in throughout Alberta, and um, we had to we had to basically close up shop and uh, through various difficult times of high interest rates and and droughts and the like, and that uh, promoted me to say, well, after graduation, maybe I should maybe I should see what's out to the rest of the world, and uh, that left me to that led me to exploring uh, sort of the world in a, a different dimension. I went to Australia, did work on an ag, uh, agriculture production uh, uh, there uh, on a farm of 16,000 acres and um, 16,000 head of sheep. So uh, it was a, it was an uh, eye-opening experience, but that's where I was uh, introduced to a different lifestyle, which was sailing. I, I got introduced to a sailing vessel with historic tall ship and uh, long story short I became a crew member on that on that vessel and, and it uh, it transformed my life for the next 20 
20 some years. Uh, I uh, sailed throughout Australia to Africa, sailed throughout Europe, and then at a certain point together with uh, friends that I'd met on, on these expeditions, uh, uh, we decided that we would build our own. And it turned out being the largest uh, wooden vessel in all of uh, South America. We built that by hand in the, the Brazilian Amazon. And that's where I spent a good portion of the rest, the, the next portion of my life. So I spent 23 years in Brazil wow. working with that vessel. And uh, that, that integration of the vessel uh, allowed a true connectivity with not only uh, the sailing, the sailing uh, environment, but also a business environment, as we did a lot of uh, business uh, events and uh, ministerial environment. We did a lot of government activities and uh, cultural activities. So it really opened up my the breadth of knowledge of, of Brazil and uh, business and, and, and the like. But it was very difficult. So in 2014, I decided that I should uh, uh, shed the Peter Pan uh, complex and, and get into real life. And I then did my master's, uh, a triple master's in Georgetown University in Washington and uh, a, a leading think tank in, in Brazil, uh, Fundação Getúlio Vargas, and ESADI, uh, a leading um, business college in, in, in Spain. And that really started opening up my eyes as per the influx of capital or the, mm. the exchange of capital around the world, how, how important that is in developing uh, infrastructure, developing sort of uh, macroeconomic uh, designs. And um, I started working with Indian firms and European firms, bringing their interests into the, the South American market. And at some, at a certain point, I was called by the um, Danish Sovereign Wealth Fund to, to represent their interests as an advisor in, in Brazil and started uh, attracting uh, projects towards their interests. Uh, it is there that I opened up my eyes to the declining costs of generation of renewable energy. And it, uh, it was shocking to me. The decline of over 95% in the last 12 years of solar and wind generation uh, was something that just became overwhelming to my cognitive senses. And I said that this is where uh, the future of um, capital investments will occur, uh, especially in infrastructure, in the power segment, energy segment. And I then in 2018 decided to bring family back to, to Alberta, wanted to get close to my parents again because they're doing very well, but not getting younger. And right. also, uh, also have my children get the Canadian experience and uh, they have been uh, they've adopted adapted themselves very well but it led me to think well what am I going to do there's no farm to go back to there's there's oil and gas is not I'm, I'm not a I'm by any means a specialist I know very nothing about oil and gas and and there are so many people in, in the Alberta market that do so I wouldn't bring anything anything to the table that wasn't already here um, so I decided to focus my activities on, on uh, in attracting investment into the renewable energy uh, segment. And that is where uh, 
I participated in the Stampede Investment Forum and actually met uh, what would become uh, our first partner with the investment uh, with the private equity firm that I, I brought to Canada, uh, Dan Balaban and uh, Greengate Power. And uh, together with my connections uh, with the Sovereign Wealth Fund and private equity in Denmark, we struck a deal with uh, the acquisition or the, the partnership of uh, Greengate and uh, Copenhagen Infrastructure Partners for what is now, uh, what will become at some point, uh, Canada's largest renewable energy project, which is located in the Vulcan County and uh, should start construction here uh, in the very near future. And it will be a, a very large, very large project. It's over 500, it's over it's approximately 550 can, million Canadian of investment, of direct investment into the Alberta economy. Um, when it is producing at full full blast, it would produce approximately seven seven to eight percent of all of Alberta's energy in wow. its in its peak. Yeah, uh, but a five it's 715 megawatts peak and 565 uh, megawatts uh, AC. So it's it's a very large project. It's it's about the third largest in North America at the moment. Very interesting. I, I envy your background. I've done a bit of traveling, but nothing like what you've done. And <laughs> you know, with your life experience in Brazil, it's and Brazil being kind of the home to a lot of very, very, very wealthy agribusiness uh, company owners down there. It's amazing. Even uh, JBS is a Brazilian-owned uh, uh, firm, and there's others that I've until I started exploring and looking into it. It was I had never heard of. Um, wow. Yeah, we're lucky to well, have I'll you. Give you I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a just a, an, an anecdotal. So my first transaction was with the um, uh, with the large cooperatives in the south right. part of Brazil. And these cooperatives, uh, it's a state the size of the size of Alberta. Basically, right. it has it's more populous. It's uh, it's about uh, eight, eight million people. Yeah. Um, these the 12 largest cooperatives agricultural cooperatives in that state uh, they are responsible for over 45 percent of the gdp wow. of that state wow uh, over 20 billion dollars uh, just on just on transactional aspects and they they are responsible also for over 50 percent of the exports uh, that that come out of that state very interesting and we're lucky to have you in the county with your expertise and also on the board. Um, could you tell us, uh, I know you talked a bit about uh, solar. So your company, Navigato Capital, you're the president and founder of that company. Uh, what type of, uh, like, what's the business scope? And uh, kind of maybe just, I think you've kind of went over a bit about the company as well. But what, sure. do, what kinds of uh, sectors do they invest in? Okay, so uh, Navigato Capital is, is, is more an advisor um, intermediary. Uh, we we ourselves at, at this moment, at least, uh, we don't have the capital in our resources to to invest. But we advise for private equity that does have the capital. Um, we it it started. Navigatio um, commenced about ten years ago, uh, thinking about international business development. It has morphed into investment attraction, and uh, we have narrowed our down, narrowed our focus down from agribusiness mm -hmm. and 
renewable energy to specifically renewable energy at this moment. We okay. do still do entertain uh, sort of agribusiness uh, activities, but it's not our focus at the moment. So we're focused on uh, investment attraction into renewable energy, and we work in uh, North America, more specifically in Alberta, and uh, because this is the only deregulated energy market in, in Canada, uh, but we're also very active in, in South America and specifically in, in Brazil with uh, a number of transactions occurring down there. So we, what we try to do is, is filter and scope and filter uh, viable, bankable projects and connect them with uh, private equity or equity that has interest in funding these projects or, or acquiring these projects to fit within their portfolio portfolio of assets. Understood. No, that's great. And so when you talk about your, you're kind of working with the equity funds, you'll find uh, an opportunity for an investor and then match it with those funds. Uh, what type of projects are you looking for? Like what's your sweet spot? I, I guess what I'm asking is uh, a sector. I think you might've addressed that, but deal size, life cycle of companies sure. and any other requirements that would you, you things you would be looking at specifically. Sure. Um, Navigatra has become specialized in, in fairly large utility scale uh, projects. So we, we focus on um, renewable energy in mm -hmm. the 100 megawatt AC plus. So it's, it's normally in the, it depends on if it's wind or solar, but uh, the capital expenditures of these uh, assets. Mm -hmm. But um, in, in essence, up above and beyond $100 million Canadian uh, transactional uh, capex. Um, now that can be that we can intermediate between uh, uh, leverage institutions, debt institutions, but our focus is on the equity portion that they yep. become uh, uh, partners or owners of of the project, and um, and facilitate their portfolio in that manner. Um, we look for projects that are, yeah. Let us let us put it this way. We look for projects that are very mature, very, very robust. They've done their due diligence. They've got their uh, stakeholder engagement. They have their uh, their their leasing leasing contracts in place. They have their um, how should we say public engagement all all in order. They have their agreements with the municipalities. They've they've done their homework in in providing potential offtake. Uh, capacity or, or purchasing of the power that will be produced, not necessarily a direct line, but a, a, a path towards that. Uh, so we look for very mature projects. That said, we're also diversifying and assisting projects to reach that stage of full maturity so that um, we know what is necessary. We know what investors are looking for. So at, uh, at a certain point, the project uh, perhaps doesn't have the the wherewithal to bring it up to speed, so we assist the projects in in that in that capacity as well. Understood. Well, it's good information. Patrick, did you have any questions for him on the solar or anything related to uh, the companies he's looking at? Well, I I guess I guess my question, Marcus, would be um, just looking because because you know the Strat Strathmore region and the Wheatland region really well. What sectors do you see as 
um, an opportunity, even outside of what you focus on for investment support. But what what do you see that could really flourish, you know, based on our geography, our land, uh, population, and feedstocks? Perfect, perfect. Well, um, touching base on, on what I work with now and know best at the moment, um, uh, I think there's, a, there's an opportunity to expand potential investment into renewable energy. And I know it's somewhat contentious in a way because it, 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 strikes, it, strikes, a, it strikes a nerve with people. Well, why, are we, why are we taking productive land out of, out of production for this? And, and I get it. I'm, I'm a farmer from background, so I, I understand that, that complexity of it. Mm. However, the revenue stream that is provided for the landowner is steady and secure. It provides a tax um, uh, structure for the municipality as well, very beneficial, and it provides jobs. So there are, there are, there's an amplitude of um, benefits for uh, renewable energy. We're not taking jobs away from, from oil and gas. We're only aggregating. We're only bringing right. a new perspective, a new, a new possibility to the revenue streams of, of everybody involved. Um, now, that being said, Patrick, I think Wheatland County is incredibly well-placed for not only um, producing what we would say conventional agricultural production, um, the, the, mixed, the mixed production of, of um, cattle and grain, but we can use our strategic position in Wheatland County to, we saw, we saw the recent announcement of the, um, of the protein-based um, transformation into, into meat or, or pseudo-meat. And let's, let's, just, let's just face it, I, I wouldn't prefer it, but there is a big market for uh, plant-based meat and yeah. plant-based eggs, plant-based all kinds of stuff. And we are strategically placed to utilize uh, the location to bring in those uh, resources, transform them, and ship them out to the American market. We have uh, access to rail. We are close to the Calgary market. We are very well strategically placed for that. And not only that, we have a we have a, another resource which is very valuable, which is uh, our human resource. I mean, we have people that are entrepreneurial. We have people that are educated. We have people that know how to take chances, take risks, and 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 um, benefit on those risks. Uh, it's a it's a it's a very it's a very um, it's a very how should we say, uh, the, the, the environment for creating potential new investments or new, uh, new, cons new uh, eco economic development aspects in, in the Wheatland County is, is, is very great, simply also because of the cost, because we are, not, we, are, we are very competitive with the U.S. market due to our currency. We're com very competitive with even the Calgary region because anything within the 20 kilometer region of Calgary is, is if it's not double the price, it's, it's at least 30 to 40% higher than right. in, in land acquisition and, 
and uh, uh, tax tax base. So uh, we have great uh, advantages. We have great benefits here in the Wheatland County. And I think um, we have the entrepreneurs here willing to do it. Uh, we just have to we just have to shift the mindset. We just have to shake ourselves a little bit and say, well, what can we do? What can we do better than somebody else? How can we how can we attract that and, and bring them into uh, bring them into the mix and bring them into the fold? And I think you guys are doing a fantastic job of uh, of enlightening people, but also attracting these these uh, possibilities to the to the county. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, we appreciate your 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 perspective on that. And just just to echo kind of what you're saying there, uh, Wheatland, from the research I've done, has the lowest cost agricultural land in the region, and it also has uh, the lowest uh, industrial land cost per acre in the Origin Business Park of the surrounding areas, including the Calgary region, obviously. But yeah. and that's that's something that we found as well. So it, I'm glad you you kind of raised that. Um, there's a lot of yeah. potential definitely yeah definitely no i see anything a lot of potential in the region there's so many different sectors and then so many different uh i guess value value uh values that we bring and as well as uh competitive advantages that would be yeah. beneficial to an investor um i got a question based on your perspective in working with companies that are looking for funding as well as look as working with equity capital and equity firms or venture capitalists um, what kind of things do you like to see in a presentation when an investor comes or uh, not an investor, but a company comes to pitch to you and, you know, present their story and, and, and what they're, they're offering, what kind of things do you like to see in that presentation? Yeah, that, that's very good. I think it's very pertinent also. Um, entrepreneurs, they, they have a, they have a vision, a scope, a perspective of, of their project. And it's always good. They, they envision it. They know how to. They know how to get things done. They're very hands-on people and 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 very adept at, at at getting getting the things done. If they are looking for financing, they do have to shift their mindset a little bit to have the perspective of the investor and mm -hmm. not their perspective. So the presentation should be based upon the perspective of what is it, what's in it for the investor, and not necessarily what's in it for the entrepreneur right so it is a, it's a it's a little bit different a mindset that you have to present in that that presentation also when you're doing your verbal and and, and uh, in-person presentations uh, and one thing that investors always like to see is clear and objective goals that that can that they know they can be reached so the team who's behind it what their objective is, mm. what their what their expectations of, of the the revenue streams and how they will reach those revenue streams, but above and beyond all else, they want to the the investor wants to know what it's going to cost them. Often, often the the project developer or the the company says, "I have a project. I have, invest. Uh, it's going to you're going to make a lot of money." And, and certainly, but they don't even know what to ask for from the investor. How much is it going to cost the investor? Right. And how much the investor, how much you plan to make the investor over a certain period of time? So you can say, well, we have a exit strategy in three years. We're going to sell this off to a big multinational. Okay, as long as you know that, as long as that strategy is in place, you can 
demonstrate it and show it to the investor and they say yeah that's absolutely within our purview that's that's where we like that's our sweet spot and the cost as well or no this is an infrastructure project it's a long-term play it's 10 years out you're going to invest you're going there's going to be steady revenues over the next 10 years and you're going to just be able to pay off your your stakeholders um, with that rate of return that we expect so it's it's clear definitions of, of where, how much it costs, and what the returns you expect to have within the project. Excellent. Yeah, no, that, that's good uh, insight for companies that might be looking for investment. So if those companies are interested in contacting you and, and in the space that you are involved in with the clean energy and the, the, the specific deal size and so forth, how could they get a hold of you and, and uh, reach you? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I, I don't know if, if you can put a link on, on the thing, but uh, my, my email, my website is navigacho360.net. Um, and my contacts, I, I say whoever, whoever has the gumption to contact me, I'll, I'll give them the time of day and, and we'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a conversation. And uh, hopefully that I can learn something from them and hopefully they can learn something from me in, in, in any case. And, and if it evolves from that, then, then we take it from there. Excellent. Excellent. Patrick, did you have anything to add? Um, no, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm just uh, really glad that uh, Marcus, that you're, you're part of our, our working crew with the Economic Development Board of the county. And uh, and I've worked with you on the board, uh, our regional um, chamber of commerce board with uh, Strathmore Wheatland. So, yeah, it's, I'm just I'm glad that you're you're engaging with our efforts as well and being a part of it. So, well, if if I if I may, um, I wanted to just uh, 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 segue from that, uh, Patrick, is that uh, just as you did with the Stampede Investment Forum, Jamie, I think that this connection of people, it may not have a, a immediate return, but it has a long-term return. And uh, what you're doing today, uh, how you are connecting people uh, within the investment attraction, within the business development, Patrick, uh, doing that with the Infinite WC, arranging the brand and, and, and having a vision for Wheatland County, it's hats off to to both of you, and uh, I'm I'm very glad to 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 participate, and and I will try to help wherever I can. Excellent. Great, thanks. <laughs> Just for our subscribers out there, wherever you may be, whether it's an EU country or Brazil or America or local, uh, please like and subscribe on uh, the WC Conversations YouTube channel. We also encourage you for further information to visit our websites. Uh, infinitewc.ca, I-N-F-I-N-I-T-E-W-C.ca, or you can also go to the Wheatland County website at wheatlandcounty.ca. Excellent. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, uh, Marcus. We look forward to uh, continuing the conversation. All right. Thanks a bunch, guys. All the best. Thanks.